Welcome to Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. The only podcast to bring you insights on the world of hunting, fishing, and boating. With your host, J. Paul Jackson. You don't say much, do you? Now, blow it up and side in. This is On the X. Welcome to the Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. J. Paul Jackson here back with you this week with co-host Dave Reynolds coming to us from West Jordan, Utah. How you doing, brother? Doing great. Doing great, man. Yeah, and we've also got, uh, I think Jeffrey's back with us this week. What's been going on, Jeffrey? Not a whole lot. I'm really excited to be back on the podcast, though. You know, Dave and I kind of fight over who gets to, who gets to be on it, and so today we, we compromised, and here we both are. How did y'all tag team? You got it. Yes, sir. And, of course, we're very fortunate to have with us, uh, back with us again. We've had him on the show before and love having him back uh, from Echo Calls, Mr. Rick Dunn. How's it going, brother? Going good. Glad to be here. (laughs) I bet you this is a busy, busy time of year for you right now with duck season right around the corner. Oh, we are swamped, to say the least, Uh, working early to late. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, we are feeling the same at Excel. However, it's taken us about 12 weeks to build a boat. I doubt if it takes 12 weeks to build one of your calls. No, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it probably takes a little less time. I agree. <laughs> yeah, a little less time. But, yeah, that, that helped. I wish we could build our boats in less time. But, yeah, we've uh, we've had a busy, busy, busy fall, too. These duck hunters, and many of them procrastinate. Exactly. So true. We've also, it's been that same way at Mud Buddy as well. We've just, we've just been slammed. We've been, you know, every minute of every day is, is just jam packed. So we're really fortunate that way. So let me ask you, Rick, uh, all these calls you're making, what, uh, what are a couple of the more popular calls you're making right now? Orders. Well, let's see. Uh, in acrylics, the most popular color is blue pearl, and we sell yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of blue pearl meat hangers. And okay, the double reeds are they're a little bit uh, more user friendly, uh, mm-hmm. but the hardcore duck hunters seem like uh, they they lean towards single reeds, and we sell a lot of those. Uh, mm-hmm. Pearl colors are, are very popular, and the wood calls sell real good also. Uh, okay. What about the wood calls? The, the Coca Bolo or the yeah, or the Osage Orange? Yeah, we um, do. We do yeah. Coca Bolo. We do Tambodi, which is okay. a, a new wood this year. And we've always mm-hmm. done the Hedge or or Modark or you know it's got several other names. Osage Orange. Uh, but yeah, we've okay. Those and then we do Bacote and. Uh, those are the four main ones. We do a little bit of blackwood. We do a little grenadilla, mm-hmm. but those are the main. Okay. And I've read somewhere that uh, actually I think it was an article recently. I can't remember which one. American Waterfowler. Or, uh, they interviewed you, and uh, you prefer the wood call yourself. I do for most for most of your hunting. I'm just I'm old school. Uh, the, the thing about a wood call is it, it has a true tone. It, to me, it's the truest tone, but it's got some downfalls also. You know, uh, it gets wet and it swells. Uh, so 
you know, what I suggest to people is to take the insert out of the barrel, you know, have it on two, two lanyard loops and just let it dry overnight after you get to using it each day. And you never have any problems when you do that. But if you leave it together and go hunt for about three days in a row, you'd be lucky to get it apart. <laughs> yeah. And it will change the tone slightly yeah. if that swells, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the uh, single reed calls, Rick, what are some of your more popular? I know you have uh, so many good calls. Um, that, that's probably the toughest choice. You have so many uh, so many options. Um, yep. I know you have the ODB and the, mm -hmm. the breaker and um, I mean, the, uh, half dozen, eight different, uh, different calls. <laughs> we have, uh, starting in volumes, uh, we start at the lowest volume and that'll be a timber call. In, mm -hmm. If you're hunting strictly timber or really close in, uh, you know, I'd probably suggest that call. Uh, it's it's somewhat user friendly. It's got a good sound. Uh, mm -hmm. Then the volumes go up, and we start like this is in single reach now. Uh, okay. XLT. Mm -hmm. The XLT is louder, and it stands for extra loud timber, is what the XLT stands for. And off of that, we have a pure meat that's very similar to it. It's just got a little bit more hold, and mm -hmm. uh, you get a little bit more whiny with it, and, uh, and you know, and squeals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And probably the new most popular call is either the ODB or the breaker, and they're both very similar. Same thing mm -hmm. on that. The ODB has just a little bit more hold than the breaker. Uh, mm -hmm. It'll get just a little bit softer. But both of those, okay. both of those calls are, are are very popular, and we also make an open water call in a single read and a competition call. So, yeah, about okay. seven or eight single read calls. Got it. And uh, so, what was the whiniest call? Probably the uh, pure meat. Uh, pure meat. Okay. XLT. Those are the whiniest. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that little different tone, especially you know close in. I, I got a story for you. The timber actually, I was hunting Sunday with a timber the salt and pepper uh-huh that's a that's a great looking call too I, I love that and and tequila sunrise such a <laughs> cool color combo but they're hunting this uh smaller pothole um i mean you could shoot across it easily it's 40 40 yards by maybe 60 yards and um you know i was using using that call and I'll, I'll give the credit to the call but um <laughs> go ahead uh this is the first time I've ever experienced this in all my years of duck hunting, at least over water. And I had probably 200 mallards working this little, little tiny pothole, mm -hmm. just circling and circling. It was, it was quite a sight to see. I mean, you see that hunting fields, but I've never had that many mallards, you know, especially hunting Utah, work such a small pothole. It was, uh, and both my kids got to experience that too. So they probably don't appreciate because I've only been hunting a couple of years. It's like, yeah, dad, this probably happens all the time. Yeah, that's what no. it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, it was pretty incredible. But, you know, for those tiny potholes, that timber works pretty well. Don't need a lot of volume. It wasn't a windy day. Right. And it, it did the trick. What, what a lot of people fail to realize is you can, you can call ducks with a loud call and you can get their attention and you know they seem to break quicker and and come towards the call quicker but if you're not careful especially later in the season a louder call you can 
blow them out of a hole or blow them away from you also, you know, faster with one of those calls also. Right, right. Yeah, this 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 flock was actually s several smaller groups. I just got up to mm. the north of us, probably half a mile, and you know, just all these smaller groups. I I don't know, you know, if they just got up to stretch their wings because it was quarter to twelve, and on Saturday quarter to twelve, the exact same thing. Although that not that many ducks the day before. <laughs> There's probably half as many, but it's like they were on a you know just on a clock, man. Okay, it's time to get up, stretch our wings, fly around, and and then go back. Um, but it was, you know, several smaller groups who just got up and formed mm -hmm. one big group and they became a, a swarm. That was, that was pretty cool. That's a nice sight to behold. I wish, yeah, I, I wish I could behold one, but I'll have to wait until. <laughs> yeah. We've got to wait another month. huh? Yeah. About another month. Uh, so Rick with, with each season and you being the, the duck calling master that you are, do you, um, do you use a new call every year or do you use the same call? how long have you used it okay i've i've got a, a green hedge call that i've had probably for between 20 and 25 years and it's my go-to call um, i like it it's uh it's got about the right volume you can blow it actually fairly loud but it'll get down soft also but i don't know i guess i'm just old school i like uh the same call you know i've got two of them on my uh lanyard but I've had the same two for forever. All right. If you were to, um, if you were going to lose those two, if you had to give up those two, what, what would you take with you day one? <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you probably uh, a breaker. Uh, I like a breaker. They're, they're very good calls. They, they're very similar to the calls that I'm using, but they're just a shade louder. You just have to be careful when you got ducks in close. Right. Mm-hmm. So what about, what about you, Jonathan? Oh, sorry, Dave. Go ahead. That's all right. Uh, I was just going to ask. So I know you've done a lot of competition calling in the past. Is that right? Yeah. In my younger days. Now I hadn't in several years. Okay. <laughs> um, so my, yeah, my he wasn't too bad in the day. What two time worlds was it? Uh, uh, I only won it. Remind one, me. I only won it one time. Yeah. I finished, okay. I finished second twice, third twice, fourth. Mm -hmm. twice. And, you know, I, I think I finished in the top 10, like 11 out of 14 times or something like that. That's, that's consistency. Yeah. Do you miss it? Uh, not really. <laughs> you know. Don't blame me at all. Um, so I was doing a, a Facebook live the other day with our, uh, for Mud Buddy, we do a show every Wednesday and we went to um, our good friend Travis over at Backwater Performance System and he's a, he's a competitive caller and he, mm -hmm. He's amazing. And I, I got to blow. I've never blown a call. It was my first time ever blowing a call. So he kind of gave us a little bit of lesson. And I can't believe how challenging actually it was to get. And he makes these sounds that are just, uh, I mean, you'd never know that there's that much to it. But I, yeah. I'm always just so impressed. And uh, uh, it's really, really a cool thing. So how, how did you start? Like, where does this all come from? And where did your, your love of duck calling spawn? Well, uh, now we're not talking about competition calling now. We're talking about just duck hunting. Yes. Okay. Uh, back in, in 1975, when I started, I, I kind of just wanted to, it was a hobby. I wanted to make a call that I could use. I had no intentions of selling it. And I've told the story probably a jillion times. Everybody's probably already heard it. 
but uh, the first one I made, it uh, lacked a lot, I should say. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't really have anybody to show you how to do it. Uh, there was about three or four call makers probably uh, that were top-notch call makers in the United States, and they really wouldn't show anybody else how to do it. So it was kind of a hit and miss, learn as you go. Right. So I made one. The first one wasn't that good. You could probably call a duck with it if you were where the ducks wanted to be. Uh, anyhow, a friend of mine wanted it, so I gave it to him. And I said, well, I'll just make me another one. So I made another one. And it was a little bit better. And uh, uh, same thing, uh, you know, it, you'd have to be in a good spot to really make it work right. <laughs> and then so uh, the third one I made actually turned out pretty good. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed making them as, you know, as a hobby. So uh, I wanted to keep this, this one because it sounded good. You know, I could call ducks better than any call that I had purchased before. And so, I, you know, now I wanted it. And I said, no, <laughs> no, you can't have this one. I'm keeping it. <laughs> and he says, well, I'll buy it from you. And I said, no, I don't think so. He says, well, I'll give you 40 bucks. And this was back in 1975. And I said, for, for, well, you got it for 40 bucks. <laughs> make me another one. And I did, and I sold it, and I did, and I sold it, and, you know, and then word started going around just a little bit, and pretty soon, uh, you know, I was just about as fast as I could make them, I was selling them. So that's kind of how I got started. Now it turned, went from a hobby to a nightmare now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sure it's one of your loves. A nightmare this time of the year, though. Oh, it is, for sure. But, yeah, a lot less competition back then. It was primarily, what, Falks, Holt? Well, um, the, 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 you know, it's ironic. They don't even make calls anymore. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these big wood call, you know, mm -hmm. companies. And, and uh, man, there's uh, yeah. a lot of different, a lot of competition mm -hmm. these back, days. But Back then, you had uh, Hambone, which was made in Lone Oak, Arkansas. You had Chick Majors was made, yeah. uh, of course, down in Stuttgart. And you had, um, oh, gosh, there was one in Little Rock. Uh, uh, as far, I'm talking about custom call makers. The, you know, Just custom call, right. Uh, you had Yen's Sure Shop, but those weren't yeah. custom. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Kenyon calls, but he wasn't never that big, right? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyhow, there wasn't a lot. There was, there was more than three or four, you know what I'm saying? But there was three or four in Arkansas, but. But as far as in the United States, there might have been 15 or 20 back then. Mm -hmm. Wow. Market has changed. Yeah. It has. There's hundreds of people making them now. <laughs> yeah. And who would have thought 20 years ago, you know, $130, $40 for a duck call? Oh, I know it. But same goes for shotgun and, and a boat. Exactly. And waiters. Yeah, $500 waiters now. And waiters. The thing of it is, yeah. you know, the duck hunters, they want – the best that they can get and they don't mind most of them don't mind paying for it right yeah good thing for us both you know exactly. echo and the call makers and excel and mud buddy exactly so so you've been running one of our boats for a long long time probably longer than uh mm -hmm. than any of our pro staff yeah since since day one you know yeah uh, but yeah and the boat performs flawlessly day after day after day. And so like I tell anybody that asks me, you know, they say, well, what do you think about the F4? You know, that's what I use. And I said, it's not the fastest boat on the water, but it's 
the strongest boat on the water and you can't tear it up. I mean, we, we run into trees, uh, bump other boats. I mean, it, it's almost like a demolition derby out there, but I mean, it, it's, uh, it just keeps working. Uh, we have no problems with them and it's the best boat on the market by far. Well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, what motor, what motor like are you it. running on that? Uh, I've got a 60 horse Yamaha on mine. Uh, I'm not, uh, now Freddie, uh, he runs the mud motors and you know, he's got two, I think. <laughs> yep. And he even gets crazier. Oh yeah. And he even gets yep. crazier. It's like a four wheel drive. Yeah. Freddie's taking it easy these days. He's, he's, he, he has <laughs> calmed down a little. <laughs> Getting old. Yeah. Getting old. I guess so. Yeah, I heard he's doing a video, uh, you know, about ethics and duck hunting, and, mm -hmm. and yeah, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty ironic. And you know, going slow and you know, easy wearing your life jacket and you know, he's safety first. He's uh, turned over a new leaf. He needed to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, we're excited to see that. We did uh, several of these podcasts. We did a three podcast series with Freddie just a little bit ago, talking about um, all the stuff we do to prep for for the season. Um, and he had a lot of a lot of really great advice that he that he gave out throughout that, which I thought was really awesome of him. Um, but I wonder what what do you do uh, to prepare for your season? Because your, yours is coming right around the corner. What do you got going on? What how are you, how are you getting ready? Well. We've, we've got a, a small amount of private property. We've got 160 acres of timber and we've been out there working on that. We've got us a, a boat ditch going to our hole now where we used to have to mud in with four wheelers or uh, side by sides. Now we've got a, a, a boat ditch that we can take a boat in without tearing up the four wheelers and stuff. And, you know, we've done some other things uh, as far as getting ready for hunting, but, uh, it's just the closer it gets it seems like the more you have to do you know what i'm saying you right. think you've got everything done but then uh the week of you say oh i didn't get this done i didn't get this done i didn't get this done the best advice i can get give to somebody is try to stay ahead of it because it gets on you way before you know it it does and it goes pretty quick too you don't want to spend time during the duck season getting ready That's for duck right. season. you want to be ready to roll and get out there and hunt yeah exactly so what about tips on calls you know probably you know the one thing few hunters do is probably tune their calls i know i'm one of those i mean i've had calls for years and never took the read out or mm -hmm. tuned it and i'm sure uh they sound well, i know they sound a lot different than the day i got them but What's your advice as far as how often, um, um, how to? Um, I'm sure that's something all hunters should most likely do, at least on a yearly basis, right? Well, depending on how yeah. much that I've heard of guys having to replace a reed after you know a week of hunting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what I tell people is, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, if it if your call doesn't stick or doesn't have any problems, and you've called ducks good then you're mm -hmm. good and sometimes well, there you go that's uh, that's my that's the thing is my echo calls they never stick they always sound good so that's yeah. why i never touch them unfortunately some some will because some people spit more than others and other other various reasons but the cork in a single recall is kind of like the batteries in a flashlight uh what they do is they keep the reed raised 
and it's kind of like a, a the the battery's keeping the light bright. Uh, so, and the batteries go down, you know, the the light gets dim. When your cork gets dead, then your reed starts falling towards the soundboard, and it'll have a tendency to stick more. So, what I would suggest, you know, when it does do that, is uh, you know, just take your call and pull the reed straight out, lay it down exactly flat the way you pulled it out because a reed has two sides to it. It has an up and a down. So, you know, make sure you keep the same side up and then uh, get you a fresh piece of cork and put the reed back in. It goes all the way back to the back of the cork slot. You know, get it straight and hold it down and put your new piece of cork in. And uh, uh, I would say to bite on the cork a little bit, make it pliable so you don't get it too tight because you can break the cork tab. But other than that, uh, you know, put your cork in every year or two and you should have no problems. Uh, acrylic calls are, they'll last forever. You know, they get scuffed up a little, but they still, mm -hmm. they're very durable. Okay, that's a good tip. Dave, what are you using? What are, what's your call, Dave? And how often, I mean, you say you use yours, has that been the same one that you've used for years or how, what are you using? Oh, I, I have, uh, several different calls i have uh you know the breaker the odb timber and um yeah i you know i, I trade off on the calls throughout the season you know sometimes i'll use uh, one particular call early in the year maybe a louder call go with the softer calls later in the year or you know i just want to mix it up i just use one call for a couple of weeks and <laughs> put on another call just for a uh, variation um i have used your um other call uh, um uh, can't remember which one it was rick uh it, it's a it's a difficult one to use uh but it does have a unique tone um oh the name just like a cut down gave me yeah cut down there you go cut yeah. down yeah yeah i mean that that is great if you want a different tone entirely that yeah, cut down they're very raspy is, yeah very raspy yeah mm. it, it sounds good but there is a there's definitely a, a learning process with that call back when I first got it I had a pretty bad cold and um, I, I couldn't even blow the call you know <laughs> but uh, well just like any anything new you got to learn how to use it and yeah and um, yeah I think it's pretty deadly I think um, you know it's effective to have calls with different tones and very you know, sound more realistic more like a, a flock of ducks because you never get two ducks that sound exactly the same so it's good to have uh, calls with uh, some variation yeah, exactly. in their tone to just sound more realistic, get their attention, and and not sound like every other duck hunter in the marsh that's using the same call, the same tone and yeah. cadence. Right. And, uh, you know, some ducks will come into one call and some ducks will come into another call. It's crazy sometimes. Uh, but right. Uh, right. I've seen days where they wanted something that was really loud and they come right to it. And I've seen days they wanted something really soft and they come right to it. And I've seen days that you had to whine a little bit to get them to come and they, you know, that's just what they're wanting, you know, so. Mm -hmm. it, it's yeah, I've, I've learned that, yeah, too, Rick. And I've learned that, uh, yeah, you don't have to sound perfect either. Cause you know, if you right. listen to ducks on the water, yeah, some of them sound terrible. Oh, I you agree. Know? Yeah. If you were to blow a call and sound like that, you think, geez, you know, <laughs> shut up. You know, you're going to scare the ducks. But, you know, the ducks, uh, they, they uh, yeah, they don't sound perfect. And no. it's good to, it's good to have it mixed up. 
and yeah. that's why I, I like the sounds of different tones and the real whiny, mm -hmm. real sort of snotty sounding calls. And this, uh, it's good to have some variation, which is why you offer so many different calls. Yeah. Yeah, we try to offer one for, for any situation. And, uh, but, you know, you can't make everybody happy all the time. But what you got to try to do is make most of the people happy most of the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's my theory on all of my work. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, Jonathan, you're still calling competitively, right? Yes, sir. All right. He just so won, won $5,000 at Bass Pro last weekend. What? Did you really? And that right was on. That was second place. Phil, Phil Green. Wow. Of course, Phil works here also, and he won first place. And how much? 10000 an ATV, a British shotgun, a whole bunch of Yeah, about $20,000 for it. Oh, my God. Wow, he raked it in. That must have been a big competition. What was what was the competition? Uh, it was uh, a Bass Pro, what they call Big Cypress. National. It's a national call. Okay, a national call. All uh -huh. right, contest. Yeah. Wow. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, congratulations. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what, but it probably doesn't help to be working with a guy that won. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> now, they're buddies. Yeah, I congratulate That's good. They would have been. He'll let you borrow the shotgun and the ATV. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I think they would have been just as happy if the other had won or yeah. either way. Uh, they're that close. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a pretty good standing. Two echoes in the top, in the top three. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But you got a lot of water this year, so you should have a good season. Hopefully, it's shaping up, right? Yeah, it is shaping, shaping up. This is the most water we've had. Although the river's not out, but this is the most mm -hmm. water we've had in probably three or four years at this time of the season. Uh, and it's cooler down here uh, starting last week. I'm sure it got colder up there, but it's cooler here than, than normal. Uh, we're probably 10, 10 to 15 degrees below average right now. Okay. So and it's shaping see there's snow yep, north of you, so you might have some ducks down there already. We, yes, we do. We, we do have ducks down in. Uh, there was a big, <clears throat> excuse me, a big speckle belly migration yesterday. I mean, they came, the whole state was covered. Uh, everybody I talked to said they were flying over their house and they, you know, they don't even wow. live in the, around rice fields or anything else. They were just migrating. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite a success story. All those specs. There just seems more and more every year. Uh, more and more people are hunting them also here. Yeah. Uh, it's it's begun, uh, begun to get pretty popular. They're the best eating. I think I'll take a spec uh, over a oh, mallard any day. Oh yeah. They're, they're great eating. Yeah. So how's uh how's the boat building coming? Y'all been staying super busy? We've been staying very busy. You know, at this time of the year, you know, you walk through the plant and it's primarily the F4s. You know, there's shallow water F4s, Viper F4s. Um, um, throughout, you know, the summer, it's uh, our bay boats, our fishing boats. Um, right. So we're making that transition. We still have a lot of bay boats on order, but, it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of shallow water F4s, um, majority of them going out in the new Optifade. I shouldn't say new. We've had that for a few years. Uh, Optifade camo pattern, Optifade marsh, Optifade timber, Yeah. Um, which we have an exclusive with. And, um, yeah, it's a real good-looking good looking pattern and very effective in the, in the field, too. So, yeah, the boat business is, uh, is, is very good. I think, yeah, and I think all the boat builders are very busy. I think, you know, the economy is good and 
people are spending you know a lot of money and on their hobbies and and um you know it, it's good i think it should continue we should have a record year in in sales this year absolutely in fact so, we just yeah, had uh so. what the big truck came by the uh head, the mud buddy headquarters to drop off there are 11 boats on that truck and every single one of them is already sold <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. Pretty happy about that. Yeah, that's good. Guys want boats now, at least out here, have to, you know, wait till next season. Yeah. How about the uh, the new boat plant in Tennessee? Is we've got Well, it sounds like from J Paul they're coming through on that in western Tennessee. You know, we're we're expanding the existing plant in Mountain View and that's mm -hmm. that's underway right now. Yeah. And in addition to that, the new plant in western Tennessee will build some of our bigger boats we're just running out of space especially with some of these big boats we have 23 footers they take they take up a lot of room mm -hmm. and um you know it, it's becoming you know not as efficient when you got these big boats you have to move around and work around them and right. and yeah you know, we plan to build those bigger boats there and and uh, get in some new boat categories as well you know the midwest style boats perhaps um you know mm -hmm. midwest style um dv boats and right um yeah look at different models so yeah so yeah things are things are good we're, yeah. we're growing yeah well and you know thanks to good spokespersons like you you've been with excel from day one so well the thing you helped is, us uh he helped us get here yeah well i don't know about all that i do know that yeah. if somebody wants a good boat that's the boat to buy i mean and so many people around here understand that now because they've they've purchased other boats and you know the first time they run up against a tree or something they get a ding or a dent in it and they say you know i can't believe i just barely touched that tree and i've got this dent in it and i said you know you need to get a boat that's well built and the thing about the f4s is they have so many braces on them you know what i'm saying the front end is braced uh like five times in the transom i mean it's it's a, it's yeah, a, that's what you don't see from the outside. It's, yeah. uh, you know, boats are, you know, they're built like tanks and we have, you know, right. tons of bracing and the longitudinal rib construction. I mean, if anything, they're, they're overbuilt exactly. most definitely. But, you know, we, we started building boats for their Arkansas timber hunters. So mm -hmm. we had to build a tough boat and we pretty much followed that philosophy through on all of our boats, even our fishing boats, our bay boat is, mm -hmm. is constructed like a tank, you know, just tons of bracing. Um, you know, we, we have developed a reputation build, of building one of the toughest aluminum boats. Well, I guarantee you, it's not one of the toughest, it's the toughest I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of them, uh, but I've yep, never seen sure one ever. They're, they're just, yep. they're built the way they're supposed to be. Yeah, and there and like you said, there's a there's lots more to come. We've got, a, which is one of the great things about both of these companies with uh, with Mud Buddy and and Excel is that we we're never satisfied. That's my favorite thing about them is that we, whether it be the motors and and coming up with new ways and new new features and and our boats of, of getting into these new these new markets. It's, it's exciting. Keeps us busy. Mm -hmm. That's great. It does. Well, Pat, I appreciate uh, the time. Hey, I got one one last question. Hunting the timber, what choke tube and what load do you use hunting the timber? Okay, what we're 
we've got uh, one of our sponsors is Rob Roberts, and they okay. they do an excellent job. They have uh, what they call T1, T2, and T3. It's like an improved cylinder modified in a full. And mm -hmm. so uh, T2 is, is the favorite choice, and uh, most of the guys in here are using that. And as far as gun, uh, I, I, I shoot a Beretta. Jonathan shoots a Beretta. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they fix them up uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, lengthen the force and comb, and uh, mm -hmm. they, they work on the trigger. If the trigger pulls too hard, which that's a pet peeve of mine, you know, when I get ready to shoot, I want it to go off, and if I get a gun that's got a heavy trigger pull, it doesn't go off when I want it to, and, and so I have an excuse for missing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. It throws off your timing, though. But, yeah, yeah, it does throw off your timing. Hmm. Number four. Oh, yeah. And number fours? Yeah. Three inch number fours. And, number fours. Yeah. Three -inch number fours. and uh, okay. Are you sponsored with a ammo company as well? We are. Okay. Heavy shot. Heavy shot. All right. And uh, later in the season, we might use threes. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, just because they're not as easy to fool a little bit later in the season. They won't come right in. and uh, Right. You know, they might be on the edge of the hole instead of right in the middle of the hole. So. Mm -hmm. kind of go with that but we've had very good success with with uh those shot shells they that combination in those shot mm -hmm. shells yeah yeah there's a lot of berettas and benelli's in arkansas i noticed yeah not too many not you don't see as many brownings or, or winchesters you know i work for browning and yeah i shoot browning and winchester so I, when i bring my gun to arkansas i'm the only one <laughs> Well, only one the blind for as many years as I've been going, yeah. you know, with uh, with a Winchester. Everybody else is uh, Berettas and Benelli's. I know. Uh, Browning and Winchester make good guns. You know what I'm saying? But it's just yeah. we, we've got used to Berettas and Benelli's here, and so that's just pretty much what everybody uses. Yeah. Well, I guess stick with what works, what yeah. you're confident with. That's exactly right. Right. Same goes with boats, and same goes with the motors, and, and same goes with the duck calls. Yeah, <laughs> you and duck calls. You're right. But you, you have confidence in. That's yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, Rick, well, maybe you have to go hunting again sometime. I know we did a few years ago, and okay, if it, it was hunting, it didn't hit it right. It had the high water, and it made <laughs> things tough. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'll be out again in January, so if you let's put some together. Out, yeah, if you come out uh, and we've got any ducks that are 160, I'm going to take you on an easy hunt, so you don't have to get up. All right. And we cook breakfast. I am not used to those. <laughs> I'm not used to that mallard hole I was telling you about that I hunted this last weekend. Yeah. About a four-mile boat ride and probably, a, well, an hour hike with the kids. Oh, you know, no. They're going slow. Yeah. No, this won't be in water in mud. <laughs> you this know, won't be like that. <laughs> Dave, your kids are gonna when they're grown up, they're gonna be sitting around a table eating dinner one one time and just telling all these horror stories about <laughs> how far you drug them through the woods. Yeah. Talking about yeah. a Batan death march that you took them on. <laughs> Probably so. That's all right. Yeah. When they get build character. When they, yep. When they get older, that four miles will turn into eight or twelve. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so. Yep. Well, thanks, Rick. All right, you know, guys. It was great having you on our podcast, and you, Jonathan, too. And mm -hmm. uh, best of luck with the uh, call making and, and hunting and uh, duck season this year. All right. Same to y'all, and thanks for having us. Man, it's been a pleasure having you, Rick. I'm sorry that 
Uh, I've been in and out on the call today and on the podcast, but I can't wait to have you back again soon. For everybody out there listening, thanks again for tuning in for this week's edition of the Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors.